Welcome to You Are Here, the podcast where we have conversations with people who have courageously taken the road less traveled. I'm your host, Rachel Ree, and in each episode, we'll be exploring stories from people who have followed their own path and are living life on their own terms. Know that we're here to meet you where you are and where you'd like to be. This is You Are Here. Hello, I hope that this week you've been well, friend. I have a lot of things on my mind, mostly that everything old seems to be new again, and I mean that in the sense of my life. Past experiences have been bubbling up into the present day where I'm sharing a lot of my thoughts and perspectives about things that I have shared online years ago, but it's still coming back to be relevant to today. So there are a couple of different updates. So first off, I was offered a speaking engagement for a media company that is hosting a three-day-long series at South by Southwest, which is an exciting opportunity that, quite honestly, I'm a little bit nervous about. Not necessarily the speaking part of it. I know I'll have day-of nerves, but those always just tend to go away. It's more so the topic. So they have a panel discussing fertility, family planning, and what that can look like for people, which I know are obviously really sensitive topics, but I have shared my egg freezing journey on social media really in a lot of detail. And even though I shared it a few years ago, it's oddly come up again and is still a really relevant topic for so many women. And I am nervous to be quite vulnerable and share my own personal journey again to some extent, but really I know that the minute anyone says that I've helped in some way, it does make it worth it to lean more into that vulnerability and know that I'm supporting someone just in my sharing my voice. So that's been going on. Once there's more details announced, I will likely share that here on the podcast and also in the newsletter community. So I'm also finding that my cancer diagnosis I had years ago that I also shared online is coming back up again. I posted a lot about it when it was happening in real time. I notice though, when I do share it, I tend to minimize and downplay my experience with it because I know that my actual physical experience with cancer was not as complex and complicated as others. So I never wanted to feel like I'm taking up the space from others who have really just gone through so much physically. But I also always take a step back from that thought and remind myself that when I don't share my own journey and my own experience, I am inadvertently making myself smaller and making my voice smaller which just doesn't feel authentic to me to do that because I just love so much and admire so much when people, especially women, lean into their authentic selves. And though I said my physical experience was not as complex as others, there's still this emotional ripple and emotional scarring, much like the physical scars that I have that will always just be there. And it's woven so much into my life story in a lot of ways that I don't even consciously realize. And when I share my life journey, the only thing that has ever happened from me doing that is continued healing for me and also supporting others who might be in a similar situation or similar experience and not having an outlet or not having a support system in place. 
Just earlier this week, I had someone send me a note on Instagram telling me about a family member that was diagnosed with kidney cancer, which is the type that I had, and they had questions and were just looking for this outlet. And I was just so honored, to be honest, to be that for someone, to be that support. So anyway, going back to the actual content of today's podcast episode, I thought that I would just revisit and bring awareness to some of the lessons that I've learned through having cancer. I don't necessarily have a full script of what I want to say, so we'll see where this goes and takes us, but I share this really in hopes that it brings some perspective to life, and that is all this podcast really is at the crux of it. It's about living in alignment and discovering who it is you are and bringing to light what's important to you. So lesson number one, your health and your life come first. Overwork, over the small things that you are stressing out about, and I know this is so cliche, but it's really important to always bring awareness to this because I do think that the default is to honestly just focus on work, focus on the daily life stresses. So I know this is really tactical, but if you haven't scheduled doctor's visits or you haven't taken your lab work or whatever it is that you need to do for your health, this is your reminder to carve out some time today and do that for yourself. It's still the beginning of the year, so it's a great time to just schedule out your checkups and your appointments and refill your medication, take those supplements. And I know it sounds so simple and basic, but I just remember when I was working in corporate at a really high stress job, I remember I would schedule my doctor's appointments around my work meetings. And if I had a really busy time with work, then I would just delay the doctor's appointment. And there were just these little things that I would do that really just put my health to the sidelines. I remember also at a time when we were all going into the office, I would be rushing out the door in the morning and I forgot to take my medication or my supplements in the morning. So I would just delay it. And by the time I got back from work, I was tired or I would forget and I just wouldn't take it for that day. So it's just these little examples that show us throughout the day what we actually focus on and what we actually value. And at that time in my life, I was valuing work. I was valuing doing well at my job, which is still, of course, something that's really important to me, but it's no longer more important than my actual physical health. I also think that we live in such a society where everything is reactive. We go to the doctor or we go to checkups or we even think about our health once we actually start to feel sick. And the thing with our health is that you really don't know what is going on in your body if you're not consistently checking up on it. I kind of almost think of it like a car. You might not necessarily think anything is wrong with your car and likely nothing is, but you still go in for regular maintenance every however many miles. So if we just think about our health in that way, we don't have to get into a car accident before we actually check our car and get our car fixed. We go on a very regular basis to get maintenance, get our oil changed, check our tires and do all of that so that we don't get into a car accident or that we're, we're not reckless on the road. So just thinking about our health in a more proactive way and not in a reactive way, I think could make such a big difference. Lesson number two is you need connection. 
I think it goes without saying that having really deep, valuable, meaningful connections with people is so important. Being diagnosed with cancer is such an isolating experience. It is something where, at least for me, I felt like I needed to be strong. I needed to be strong for other people. I had to have this sort of tough exterior because I didn't want to upset people. I didn't want to make people feel sad. So the connections that I had with people, with my friends, with my loved ones, where I felt like it was a really safe place for me to be able to open up, that really got me through it. And I remember also talking to people online and having a support group. There are so many different outlets and I'm really grateful to be in a time where there are so many resources for people. And so if you are someone who is struggling with anything, it doesn't have to be cancer. I hope it's not cancer. But if there's anything that you're struggling with, there is so much importance to connection. Because once you're actually letting people in and allowing people to feel and see your emotions and you are opening up your heart, that's a part of the healing process. I do think that there is so much healing that happens when you use your voice. It can be scary to open up to people about how you're feeling, what you're feeling. And what I've been really trying to do post-cancer is express myself and express my emotions. And that can sometimes deepen connections for the people that matter. And sometimes it's too much for people to be able to process and receive that. And then you know, then you know what your safe space is, then you know who your support system is, and you know where you can lean more on. And that was something that was really vital for me at that point in time. And it's also something that I really value to this day. And I'll also say that if you choose to open up to someone and that is received well, deeply, authentically, really beautifully, hold on to that connection if you can, because that is something that is really beautiful and it is rare to be able to find that. So to the point of connection is sharing with people how you want to be supported. So what I found when I was going through everything is that people supported in the ways that they knew how to support people. Some people asked me if I wanted anything to eat or if I needed an errand, if they could help me with the little everyday types of things. There were some people who said, hey, can I come visit? And they wanted to support with their physical presence. There were some people who supported by giving me advice and saying, you need to eat this, you need to eat that, you need this, you need that. And some people supported by telling me jokes and lightening up my spirit so that I wasn't focused so much on the exact thing that I was going through at that moment, but they wanted to divert my attention to keep things really hopeful and light and fun. And there's really no right or wrong way, but people will show up for you in the way that they are comfortable with showing up or the way that they know how to show up. So I do think it's really important that if you're seeking something really specific for your support and it will change at any moment's notice, at some points I wanted to laugh, but in some moments I just wanted to sit with someone and be silent and just 
allow myself to cry in that moment. So however you are needing support, be really communicative about that with people because people don't necessarily know how to support you. And I think this is just a life lesson in general by just sharing and expressing what it is you need from people because no one is a mind reader. Everyone is coming to you and wanting to support but only having their own life perspective in terms of what support looks like or what it is they might need if they were in that situation. And there's a sense of where people sometimes personalize it to think about, well, what is it that I would need? Not necessarily what you would need, even though it's well intentions. So just being really communicative about sharing your needs, sharing how you want to be supported, I think can be so beneficial for life in general. So this next lesson that I have is a bit similar in some ways to the first lesson, but it's really about just time, using it wisely. And it's the one thing that we all wish we had more of, wish we had more time to vacation or finish that deadline for work or spend more time with family or however that might mean to you. So I am a hard worker with anyone that has ever worked with me. They know I'm online. I work hard. I raise my hand to volunteer and add value that goes above the scope of the job that I have. It is just in my nature of how I was raised and how I've been since childhood. If you listen to the burnout episode, I'm always at the classic stage one, which is that excessive ambition. So I definitely have that trait that puts me to be a bit more prone to burnout. But I remember lying down on the x-ray bed about to go in for an MRI. And if anyone has ever been in an MRI machine, it is literally one of the most terrifying machines. It always gives me anxiety. I always end up having an anxiety attack, but there was this blue sky mural on the ceiling of the room that I was in. You lie on your back and before they roll you into the actual machine to do the x-ray, there's this blue sky mural that you see and it's a way to calm patients down, I'm sure, but I just remember thinking I wanted to be with my family and I was wondering if there were going to be more blue skies that I see. And I was just thinking about all of the things that I really wanted to witness and I really wanted to experience. And nowhere in my thought process was work. I didn't think about it at all. I was just focused on the important things in life. And this is a really important one because I do think that we can sometimes over-prioritize work, over-prioritize all of these different things of, well, I'll be happy when I can achieve XYZ thing. I'll be happy when I can achieve a certain dollar amount and I am financially stable or I have purchased a home or I have this much in savings and investments or whatever that statement looks like to you. We can over-prioritize that without realizing, well, you know what? I can actually be happy now because if time is the one thing that we all wish we had more of and we need to use it wisely, well, I want to be spending the time with my family now or I want to find the possibilities and opportunities for myself to be able to lean into things that bring me joy more, having a creative outlet, 
drawing, picking up a hobby, whatever this is for you, but finding what brings me happiness and finding where I want my life to go and being really in tune with my life vision and aligning myself on that path, that's what's most important. Work is always going to fill up the time if you allow it to. And I think I want to leave this podcast episode with one final lesson, and it's around mindset and the importance of having both mental strength and mental resilience, but also having self-compassion for yourself in that process as well. Our minds are so powerful. We can literally have it focus on anything that we want to. And so oftentimes, I know for me, my mind tends to lean more towards worry, doubt, fear, and all of these really scary emotions and scary feelings. I tend to worry about what the next step is or what the plan is. And there's a lot of anxious energy that I work through on a very conscious level. And when you're going through something as traumatic as cancer, or if you are going through anything difficult in life, it can be so easy to lean into that difficulty and maybe lean a little too far into that difficulty. And that's not to say that there isn't value in that because I do think that to some extent we need to do that. We do need to be able to give ourselves that opportunity to lean into those hard emotions and those hard feelings in order to really heal from it because what do people say? You need to feel it to heal it. So I do think it's important to lean into that. But I also think that when you're going through something like cancer, it's really important to have a strong mindset and a hopeful mindset, not in the ways that it's toxic positivity or anything like that, but it's in a way of understanding the importance of the power of your mind and the energy that you hold as a human being and really understanding the vibration that you have as a human being. And once you focus your mind on what kind of energy and what kind of vibration do you want to exude as a human, that is really powerful. I'm sure you've heard this and I know I've talked about this in a previous episode. I believe it was with the founder of Soak and I will actually link that episode in the show notes. But we had this conversation around the research that's been done with plants. And you may have heard of this, but I think it's really useful to this conversation now. But essentially, scientists have studied plants and the words that you say to it. So on the one hand, you are speaking unkind words to a plant, telling it that it's ugly, that it is not worth anything, that it's all their fault that they're this tiny little plant. And I know it sounds ridiculous, but bear with me. So that's one plant. And the second plant, you are saying loving words, kind words, compassionate words. And the study and research shows that when you actually share these kind words with the plant, that actually supports their growth. And I think it's so synonymous to how we are as humans that when we have a mindset of resilience, when we have a mindset of wanting to show ourselves some self-compassion and speak kind words to ourselves, we're allowing ourselves to heal and we're allowing ourselves to grow. And when we think about it and we think about our mind and our energy and what we could be freed up to focus on, instead of focusing on the fear, instead of focusing on the worry, 
What are things that are going to free me up and create abundant energy around me? Our minds are so powerful. We can literally have it focus on anything that we want to. If you at least have a framework or some sort of foundation of mental practice, of gratitude practice, of saying powerful affirmations to yourself, of meditation, whatever this is for you, I think it's really important for every individual to have something that they can lean on when it comes to the strength of their mindset. So I hope that these lessons give you a little bit of visibility into some of the things that I came out of with that experience. And I really think that these lessons are universal and I hope that they help you in some way. 